Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Craig F. and uh, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Today's date is Monday, November 28, 2022. Uh, uh, Today we are reading from the big book and we're on page 45. It begins, lack of power, that was our dilemma and goes through, but where and how? Where we define that power. Today's readers are Lee H. for the steps, Barb W. for the traditions, Darlene H., Nancy R., and Lisa B. for the text. Uh, the reference number for uh, yesterday's uh, Sunday uh, special edition was 19,681. That's 19681. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, Our message is the people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Lee H. to read the 12 steps. Lee? Good morning, Craig. This is Lee H. I'm a compulsive overeater recovering. All right, here are the steps. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, I mean, over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
Thanks for your service, and I'll pass. All right. Thank you. Now I'm going to ask Barb W. to read the 12 traditions. Barb? Good morning, Barb W., gratefully recovered, a compulsive overeater in Illinois. Tradition one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Have a beautiful day, everyone. All right. Thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what we read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume the study of the big book on page 45, the first paragraph that begins, lack of power, that was our dilemma, and ends with, but where and how were we to find that power? Uh, okay, so now I'm going to ask uh, Darlene H. to get us started. Darlene? Good morning, everybody. My name is Darlene H. I'm a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in Columbus, Georgia. Lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves. Obviously, but where and how were we to find this power? Ooh, that's such a good question. <laughs> I remember my sponsor saying to me, 
if I had power, I wouldn't have a dilemma. And that was the thing. I had no power, none whatsoever. And and I knew that. I had absolutely, you know, anytime I tried to do a diet, I had no willpower. I could not stay stopped. I could not follow the diet. I, You know, <clears throat> whatever it was, I couldn't do it no matter how much I tried. And I was such a failure in my own mind, yada, yada, yada. But little did I know that I had um, an illness that only a spiritual solution and only a spiritual power could help. So it says here um, it had to be a power greater than ourselves. I love that this is in we agnostics because I was agnostically inclined. Like I had no idea that there was <laughs> that there was such a thing, a power greater than me. I'm all powerful. I'm the one who's supposed to get things done. I'm the one who, you know, me, me. Um, I had no idea where that power was, how that power worked. Um, I had no idea how to turn to that power. Like, I had no idea. And even after many years in 12-step rooms, I had no idea because my idea of this power, <clears throat> excuse me, was so convoluted that even I didn't believe in it. Like, I, I, I couldn't. Fortunately, our text goes on to tell us later on, spoiler alert, that, you know, I have to do the steps and have a spiritual awakening um, and find this power that can help me. And by the grace of God, that has, that has happened. So where and how to find this power? Well, it's not me. It's not named Darlene. It's not uh, making rules or list of things that I'm going to do every day. It's working these steps. It's turning my will and my life over. It's saying, I don't know. It's reaching out for help to other people. Like my power takes so many different forms now that I never dreamt before. I had this little box, this little idea, this little definition. It wasn't so little, but a definition that limited me in this power. And today I get to have an open mind because of this program and see this power show itself everywhere. And that I wish for everybody. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Craig. Okay, uh, thanks, Darlene, for getting us started. All right, uh, although uh, we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So, uh, who would like to share on this powerful little paragraph? Rick J. Rick? Danielle O. Danielle. Matthew G. Matthew. Polly D. Polly D. Shanna C. Shanna. Elizabeth D. Elizabeth D.
about one more. Louise D. I'm sorry, I didn't get it. What was your name? Louise D. Louise D. Yes. All right. All right. Great. Okay, I've got Rick J, uh, Danielle O, Matthew G, Polly D, Shanna C, Elizabeth D, and Louise D. All right, uh, you're up, Rick. Uh, thank you so much for your service, Craig. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. All right, thank you so much, Craig, and thanks for your service. My name's Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive eater, and uh, North Carolina and um, you know I for me I'm I'm seeing this is you know where I'm I'm transitioning from step one into step two so yeah is lack of power my dilemma you know if uh, if I have taken that first step of recovery which is that I have conceded to my innermost self that I am truly powerless I have a hopeless condition I am beyond human aid there is no return to human aid. I cannot control this. All those powerful words that they keep driving home, if that is me, if this is applicable to me, if lack of power is my dilemma, that's where I'm sitting and I want to change, then the only way forward is something beyond me, something beyond human, something bigger. And I love that, you know, the... Uh, the lowercase p here goes to an uppercase p, right? Um, power is uh, stated a couple times and then uh, power greater than ourselves in reference to, to a God of our understanding, whatever that is, whatever that power is. Um, it's, uh, it's a capital P now. And all the other steps in the big book, they, there's some call out. You know, this is the first step of recovery. We are now um, at step three. You know, this is the only step where they don't call it out. We're at the second step. This is step two. But simply in we agnostics, they beautifully say power greater than ourselves just over and over again. It's like mentioned, I think, at least nine times in here. You know, and then if you go to the appendix two back at the back on spiritual experience you know it's mentioned there again it's all about a power greater than ourselves it's got to be something beyond anything i can muster up in my own humanness i have nothing there's nothing i can bring to this disease this if i have that obsession of the mind that's going to lead me to that first bite that i'm powerless over that my body can't handle i i will never win against that tag team Right. I just don't have anything that's going to combat it. And, you know, it's taken me years to to embrace my powerlessness. You know, and just how powerless I really am, even going through stages where I have had a spiritual awakening and I've worked the steps and, you know, and then I forget that I'm powerless. And then I would go into relapse because I would forget that, yeah, I'm not cured. So for me, it's a wonderful place to be sitting on my floor here down in Cary, North Carolina, you know, powerless, but not choiceless, not helpless. I am connecting to this power every day, just one day at a time. And with that, I pass. All right, Rick. Thank you. 
Next up, we have Danielle O, and she'll be followed by Matthew G and then Polly D. Uh, Danielle? Good morning, everyone. My name is Danielle O from Northern New York. Just wanted to jump in and say good morning and um, just kind of clean my feet a little bit here. I, uh, but the whole topic of, um, you know, finding that higher power and finding, finding God through all this process, um, you know, one of the things that I remember through all of it was that I always remembered that God gave me will, gave himself will. So when I go into anything, chances are I'm kind of referring to that self-will sooner, quicker than I am God's will. So it was pretty obvious when I was in the food, and only 30 days ago, I was at a point of desperation where I didn't care what what was going to save me. I just needed to not be eating, and it has been a, a journey I'll never forget. I've been abstinent before. I've done this before. So I knew that God was a, a part of all of this, but for whatever reason, I couldn't seem to grasp that part, his will, in all of my affairs, everything I did. So I, I uh, struggled. I, I hurt myself. I, you know, started to have more and more health issues that were coming back. And I was sitting there thinking, there's no other way I can do this. I, need, I, I know I needed God. I needed to surrender. I needed to, you know, take all all of my things and get rid of that part and just kind of just keep surrendering to the fact that I can't, I can't do it without it. And I've seen it time and time again. So I, I just wanted to share that, you know, it is possible. I mean, I, even though I was, when I was in the food, I know God was still directing me and showing me the thing. It brought me back here. And I'm so grateful that it did because I'm, I'm a lot more content. I'm a lot more available. I have, I have a clear mind. My body has started to transform to where it needs, where it needs to be, but where God wants it to be so that I can be a better service to other people. Uh, it's hard to um, be a service when even myself if I can't tie my shoes. So those are the things that are getting uh, a little bit better every day that I'm abstinent, and I'm thankful and I'm grateful that everyone here is here this morning. Have a wonderful day. Bye. All right. Thank you, Danielle. Uh, next up, we have Matthew G., followed by Polly D., and then Shanna C. Matthew G. Hi there. My name is Matthew, and I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm in Paris, France. Matthew G. Um, wow. I was expecting to hear, like, thousands of names being screamed into the line. Nah, nah. And I heard silence, and I was like, if there's silence... I dare myself to press star one. And, um, and so I did. And uh, here I am. And, you know, I, I was told that this is the thesis line for the whole book. Lack of power. That was our dilemma. We had to find the power by which we could live and had to be a power greater than ourselves. But where and how are we to find this power? Wow. In this book... <laughs> In this book, Inside Myself, you know, I'm so grateful. Last week on the 23rd, thanks to you guys in this program, I've celebrated 
nine months of abstinence, and it is a miracle. It is a miracle. This is my home group. I love you guys so much. I just am so grateful, so, so grateful that I'm learning to practice these principles, practice these steps in all my affairs. And it's beautiful and it's awesome, you know, and all of the steps. Every day I need to bring it back to step one because I forget. <laughs> I forget that I have a lack of power, you know, and I need to bring it back to step one. <laughs> uh, that's, that's all I have to say. Love to, love to everybody, and thanks again. Just like, wow, all your shares are so awesome. Thanks for saving my life. Have a wonderful day. I pass. Okay, Matthew, thank you. Next up, we have Polly D., followed by Shanna C., and then Elizabeth D. Polly? Hi, everybody. This is Polly D., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Kentucky. This paragraph, to me, says it all. It points to the 180-degree turn that this program has put my life on and God has put my life on the path that was a direct turnaround from the way I thought life was supposed to be lived. God's grace is all I need for every big problem such as and for every little problem. I was always a doer. I can do it. Chugga, chugga, chugga. I think I can. I performed as I was expected to, mostly academically, all the way to Ivy League schools and a master's degree and blah, 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 blah. I can do it. I can do it. And my favorite words now are, I can't do it and I don't know. But God does and I can do it with God's help. God can do it through me. God's grace is sufficient for me. Thank God for my weaknesses. Thank God for my eating problem, my condition, my disease. I used to want God to just remove it. And now I thank God for it because it is the means by which I know I need God. And as long as I'm picking up any food at all that is not my food, God can't work through me. And now I know the best thing in my life is this power that I have found that I can turn to not only to remove my food, uh, the the desire to compulsively overeat, which I am blessed with this thing called food neutrality. I didn't even know it existed until my sponsor told me what it was that I was feeling, this peace. But also very concretely, when I had my quiet time this morning, I turned to God and said, I'm afraid about this in my work. I'm afraid about this in my relationship with my sister, whom I'm going to see next week. I'm already in the future. I turn it all over to God, and it changes everything, everything. All I need is to connect with this higher power. And it's funny, when I start working with a sponsee, I'm thinking, how do you put down the food without having this? And that's kind of hard. It's like step one, and you got to put down the food before working the steps, and yet you don't have the connection with. I do know that unless you put down the food and get brutally honest with yourself, God can't work through, or at least for me, I can't be heading in two directions at the same time. And I like this path a whole lot more. 
I don't like the path where Polly is leading, where Polly is do, 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 and usually whipping herself, mush, 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 go, go, go. I like the path of sitting quietly in the morning and saying, okay, what's your will for me today, God? Thank you, everyone. And I got to say, I've said it before, I've bounced around various kinds of OA over the years. And in the vision meetings, I heard talk of this essential truth. And that's what drew me to these meetings is the solution is finding a power that can not only remove my obsession and my compulsion to eat more than I need, but can do everything for me. Thank you, everyone. Have a blessed and abstinent day. Thanks, Polly. Okay. Next, we have Shanna C., followed by Elizabeth D., and then Louise D. Shanna, you're up. Good morning. This is Shanna C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Tennessee. Thanks, Craig, for your service and everyone on the line. Lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously, but where and how are we to find this power? Um, it, it, just like so many others have shared, they tried different means of moderating, different means of whatever to try to control and enjoy their eating. I know for me in my own experience, this has been a, a something I've dealt with for my entire life until I could understand English. <clears throat> from the time I could understand English as a little child, I was told how overweight I was and how I needed to quit eating. Um chicken or the egg, what caused what, doesn't really matter. The fact is, today, left to my own devices, without the aid of a power greater than me, I will eat again. It's just, it's what I am. It's what I do. Um, it's who I am. It's, it's So the fact that I'm recovered and able to trust and rely on this power greater than myself um, and to be in a position of neutrality you know, with food a lot more neutral than, than I've ever been, ever, ever, ever been. And it's unbelievable that I can stick with a food plan and abstain from, you know, the alcoholic foods over holidays, over, you know, basic eating out in restaurants or, or whatever, you know, family gatherings on a Sunday evening. You know, you just, it's unbelievable. And it happens for has happened for me a day at a time. And I say all that to say, you know, how did I know that I was absolutely utterly powerless? Because I'd tried everything before. And see, I'd gotten to that level of desperation to where I saw as something broke inside of me where there was absolutely I saw the absolutely nothing, no amount of steps I could work even. No amount of wanting to, no amount of dieting, no amount of sponsors or the way they could say or whatever could could relieve me of this it had to be a power greater than me it's a power greater than any human power and I don't know something happened and I fell on my knees one morning and I begged God for help didn't know what to do and I felt a voice inside of me said call this number and I called this number listened to a lady talk and she took she read my mail asked her to be my sponsor. I think what had happened is I'd reached that level of desperation and where the fear of not getting well sobered me enough from the food and I was willing to go to any length in that moment to do whatever I needed to do. And I think it's when that I caught that wave and I was able to ride it in 
and work these steps and keep that food down. And I had that spiritual awakening because someone was here to help me when I was desperate and willing. And um, for that, I'm eternally grateful. And um, I get every morning to follow these directions in this book, which is how I find that power on a daily basis. And it is. It really is only on a daily basis. Um, It's not a white-knuckling, eking my way through life kind of thing. It is I wake up every morning compulsive overeater. I don't have to be terrified of that, but I get to go to God. I get to be helpful to others. I get a way to live today um, that keeps me from picking up that first compulsive bite. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. Happy Monday. Everyone have a wonderful day. Thanks. That's all I have. All right, Shanna, thank you. <laughs> Next up, we have Elizabeth D., followed by Louise D., and Louise D., and then we're going to take uh, some more names. So, uh, Elizabeth, you're up. Good morning, everybody. This is Elizabeth D. in Cincinnati, Ohio, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, this paragraph, it's so short, but it's so full of truth for my that shows me my experience. Um, lack of power is only a dilemma if you want to do something different. And I spent um, the entirety of my time in OA, which is over 20 years, um, not really, I, I, can, I came to an understanding of my lack of power little by little by little. Um, and there were times when I didn't even know that I, I didn't realize that I didn't think I was without power. I, I, um, but every time I tried the same thing over and over and over again, before program and in program, um, I didn't think that the failure at those attempts had anything to do with lack of power. I thought I was choosing to go back to the food or to take that bite or whatever. So I didn't. I didn't even know that I had a dilemma. Um, so it. I don't know. I've I've also had a relationship with God since I was a very little girl. My family and my faith tradition introduced me to a relationship with God. So I didn't know that I needed a capital P power um, because I already had that, I thought. So um, it's, uh, I don't know, I'm I'm more and more confounded um, in a good way to uh, just look back over 21 years of working this program and seeing, you know, how long it took me to really surrender to complete, to the understanding that I com- utter complete lack of power. And that's really only happened for me this year, um, despite many years of abstinence and believing I was recovered. Um, I really didn't know that I had a dilemma um, because I didn't understand that I would, I had lack of power. So I'm grateful to be here today. Thank you all for your service, and with that, I'll pass. Okay, Elizabeth, thank you. Next up, we have Louise D., and then we're going to take some more names. So get ready. Louise? Okay. Hi, everybody. This is Louise D., gratefully recovering in Rockaway Beach, New York. 
Um, I love this paragraph. Um, I was of the variety that came in with a strong spiritual relationship with God. Um, but I was in self-will, in uh, full-blown metabolic syndrome, which is a complex disorder of overeating, which involves multi-systems in your body. And that was me on my will, still believing I had a strong relationship with my higher power. Um, and it, it was, for me, I've always had that strong relationship, but I didn't have the 12 steps. Um, and that to me is how I plug into my higher power because I had the higher power and I had the disease and it was killing my body um, and coming in and working the steps, right? Realizing I'm powerless, believing God can restore me to sanity, but in step three, making that decision to turn my life and will over to God and work the rest of the steps. Not to say I love God, but I'm in control. Say I'm, I'm working a spiritual relationship, but everything in the world matters more than my higher power. No, I had to reverse that. And I had to sit down and I had to apply these steps. And, and my relationship with my higher power had to become more important than all the things in my life that uh, maybe I didn't like and were going wrong. And, and then I had to take a look at it and I had to be honest and fearless and look at my part, which, you know, is not my tendency. It's to blame everybody else. I'm so wonderful. I'm okay. It's what you're doing to me. And being able to reverse that and start to do the work and clean house and then through the rest of this, make the amends, through the rest of the steps that ten every day having to keep that house clean. And sometimes I don't want to do all those spot check inventories, but that's the way I recover. It's the only way I recover. Because if I allow that buildup of human emotion and I don't plug into my higher power, I'm, I, can back in, I can be back in the food. And just finishing up with the, you know, 11 and service to others, you know, when all else fails, working with another fellow. And just what I thought was a strong relationship with my higher power wasn't enough. I still had lack of power because I wasn't using the 12 steps to plug in to my higher power. And now that, you know, I'm doing that gratefully one day at a time, I'm just so happy that, you know, I have all of you guys and this meetings and this support. And thank you. With that, I'll pass. Okay, Louise, thank you. Uh, okay, now we're ready to take another list of names. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? When I was just going to say we're on page 45, the first paragraph, lack of power. That was our dilemma going through Pam where B. and how. Uh, I'm sorry, what was your name? Oh, Pam B. Anne? Pam. Spell that for me. P-A-M. T A M. All right. B. All right. Yeah, B Next. Yeah, yeah. All right. I I only thing I got at the end was Matt J F. So Nancy. All right. Kelly G. Wait, wait a minute. Nancy. Which Nancy was that? Nancy R. New York. Nancy R. So I got. I've got Cam, Russ, Nancy R, Matt J F. And Miriam G from Southern California, please. 
Miriam. And Callie's B. Callie? Callie. Uh, Callie or Callie? C-A-L-I. C-A-L. All right, Callie's B. All right, next. Somebody real muted there. All right, Pam, Russ, Nancy, Matt, Miriam, and Callie. Debbie D. Debbie? Debbie? Yes. Debbie D? As V as in Virginia. Oh, Debbie V. All right. Thank you. Lynn R.H. Lynn R.H. Montreal. All right. Yeah, Lynn R. Cool. Thanks. All right, Lynn. Gotcha. All right, well, let's take that list. That's uh, probably enough to get us out of here. Um, All right, so Pam B., you're up. Hi, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Hi, this is Pam with a P as in potato, (laughs) Pam B. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm I'm sorry, I feel like I interrupted you and you weren't ready, but um, thank you for taking my call or or hearing me. I just, um, I feel like I'm all in this morning. I have... uh, I'm from Southern California, Los Angeles, and said the third step prayer and um, asked for direction, and it was get up and listen to the 4 o'clock a.m. call, um, West Coast time. My sponsor said um, two things when when um, I first uh, talked to her, and um, she agreed to be my sponsor. She said, you need to be 100% honest with me, and you need to pray about everything. And I find that being honest, um, I'm, you know... I'm 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 pretty much 100% honest, but that praying about everything is what what I struggle with, and I think my um, I think being I I too had faith when I was a very young girl, but it was kind of like I I believed in my parents. My parents were really dysfunctional, and they were they were uh, there, but um, I they they didn't have any power. Like they they were unable to love and care for me, so. You know, with my relationship with God, it's it feels similar. It's like I I know He's there, but um, I'll handle this. Thank you very much. So I need to remember that it's a power that I could live by. So I don't live by um, the God of my understanding. I I try to do it on my own, and when I do, my my battery is dead. I it's like my my iPhone and my watch without without power they don't work and i really am powerless and i'm I'm thankful i'm thankful for this program that it directs me to relationship with my higher power um my greatest prayer too is i don't know and i found i have found a greater uh, a power um and um what else do i want to say god has shown up for me time and time again i know nothing except that God exists, and I can stay abstinent and live happy, joyous, and free with Him only, and only with Him. And um, I'm just really grateful, uh, grateful for the group, and that I'm up, and um, and that God gave me the strength today to get on the phone, and um, that you guys are here. And uh, thank you very much. I pass. Okay, Pam, thank you very much. Next up, we have Russ Money, the Philadelphia Flash. Russ, you're up. 
<laughs> good, good morning, Craig. Ross mm-hmm. Emmer, recovered compulsive over here. I guess you know where I'm from. So uh, over these years being in program, we read the big book and, you know, we get immersed in it. And, you know, that cliche that every time you read it again, something else pops out. And today for me it was like, but where and how to find that power? And how did I find that power? Sometimes I think the power found, found me. You know, like uh, I was just physically, mentally, emotionally, that was tired. And it was presented to me. So somebody 12-stepped me, shared, shared it with me. And I could accept it at that point because I was beat up. Also, you know, that higher power thing, I had to look back at my track record. You know, every time I, I did things on my own will, for the most part, I mean, I had a couple couple shots I did pretty good, but most of the time, there are utter failures because I forced things, and there was no true surrender to God. So that that's how I found that power, and I ho- hope I can never lose this power. Um, and it's God's grace and mercy through the 12 steps, living this way of life. And there's times I don't want to do it. There's times it's hard. There's times it's cakewalk. That's that's how I I found that power. That's it. I had to be destroyed. I had to be, you know, to accept help. I had I had to have no other option. You know, I had to be beat up. You, you get my point. It's just when I look back at my history, every time I did something on my own power, I wasn't good for it. I wasn't good pay. I, I couldn't couldn't complete the deal. I couldn't do it, and it was all about Russ and not about everybody involved. And now it's all a different thing. And I just got to accept life as it comes, working the steps, and that's how it goes. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate you. Okay, Russ. Thank you. Before we go to the next reader, who's or next share, who's Nancy R. I'm going to remind everybody we're on page 45, the first paragraph, lack of power. That was our dilemma going through, but where and how were we to find that power? So, Nancy R., you're up. Thank you. Thank you so very much, Craig. I so appreciate you and hearing you and hearing everyone on this line. It's such an honor to be with everybody. Um, I'm Nancy R., a compulsive overeater recovering in New York, and um I actually am I'm so thrilled um, this morning to read this f- paragraph, the four sentences. My God. Uh, yes, it's extraordinary because I, um, I believed in a higher power growing up, but this 12 steps and this program, Overeaters Anonymous, has brought me to a spiritual connection that... Um, is so much more deepened, and um, I was getting nervous. I passed six months of my abstinence after being around the rooms for what feels like a lifetime of um, destroying myself through the compulsive overeating, and um, I've got six months of my abstinence, and I was getting nervous in the last few days over the weekend, and... um, then calmed myself down, but this, with the, with the work, 
But this uh, paragraph this morning and hearing everyone, hearing everyone's experience, strength and hope, um, which I always find extraordinary and thrilling, to hear everything and to read this again, it has affected me in um, the best way that all I need to do is keep deepening and um, working with my higher power, uh, not only with, but um, uh, leaning on um, and um, I'm doing different um, different um, things to do that uh, to deepen my relationship. I'm uh, nervous, as one can hear, at least I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I want to be with you, all of you, among you, in, in the middle of the herd, as I've heard. And um, so I am so grateful that I have a power greater than myself, which now I can feel is getting stronger. Um, to a prayer, prayer, meditation, steps clearly my sponsor, the fellowship, tools, a higher power, <laughs> higher power first and most. And um, thanks so very much for letting me share. Um, grateful, grateful, um, and um, feeling actually grateful to be a compulsive overeater, which used to make me um, disturbed <laughs> if I heard other people say that. And now I feel that way this moment, this morning, on this wonderful uh, Monday with you, Craig, uh, who I find so um, inspiring. And thank you for letting me share. And have a wonderful day, everybody. Take care. All right. Thanks, Nancy. Next up, we have Matt J.F., followed by Miriam C., and then Callie C. Matt? Thank you, Craig. Thanks for taking the meeting this morning, and thank you, everyone, for their service this morning. Uh, I'm a compulsive overeater named Matt J.F. I live in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I've been recovered for uh, three-ish years now, I guess, um, and abstinent for a bit longer than that. Um, I was talking to someone last night and told them something that had occurred to me a while back, which is um, the, 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 there was a moment on February 23rd of 2019 when I heard something I'd never heard before. Up until that moment, I, I, I had deep disdain for OA, for me. And I had said this aloud to someone. I think it's BS because step one is we admitted we were powerless over food and our lives have become unmanageable and that's not me. Go F yourself. I had said that out loud. So, but the moment when that all changed was when I heard uh, in, a, in an OA Big Book Step Study on YouTube uh, the person speaking in their qualification. And by the way, I did not identify with their qualification. They were telling stories of being a compulsive overeater. And I was like, I, this is disgusting. This is not me. And just before I turned it off, I was driving a rental car and I didn't want to puke in the rental car. And I really like, I was like, I'm going to puke. This is gross. I heard the words that changed my life, and I think of it now as the doctor's opinion means like 17 words. For me, there are some foods that once I start, I can't stop, and I can't stop from starting. And that was the moment 
when like I, I re- like I didn't have to admit like that was the moment when admitting I was a compulsive overeater taking step one went from you know I'm weak I suck I'm a bad person I should be able to solve this on my own to it's like I have brown eyes I can't deny that because it's an observable physical fact about me and that I, and that for me, there are some foods that once I start, I can't stop and I can't stop from starting was an undeniable behavioral, observable behavioral fact about me. Anyone who had spent any significant time with me knew I couldn't stop drinking Coca-Cola. I tried many times, never lasted. So that was the moment when I had to just stop. I had to drop my stubborn clinging to denying an undeniable truth. And the word that sticks out to me in the paragraph today is obviously because for me, then step two is just like, okay, I'm, if I'm powerless over this thing, and I am, then clearly if it is to be addressed and my life is to become better, I'm going to need help from outside me. I don't, I mean, I actually like the way it's phrased in the steps. It's, it's a greater power. I, it's a, to me, it's not even a higher power. It's just like it just had to be a source of power that was sufficient and sufficiently reliable to enable me to remain abstinent, work the steps, and live recovered. That's it. Didn't need to be a deity. And I, I was an agnostic. I had no idea what that was going to be. I just didn't worry about it. I just trusted that when the time came, I would have a sufficient conception. And that's what happened. So step two, thank you. So step two was just no longer trying to refute an irrefutable logic. And that was it. And that's the word that stands out for me today is obviously. With that, I'll pass. All right. Thanks, Matt. Next up, we have Miriam C. followed by Callie C. We've got four people left on the list in five minutes, so. Good morning. This is Miriam G. Not C, honey. G. (laughs) Compulsive overeater. And from Southern California. And uh, I couldn't sleep because my husband's having a major surgery this morning at 9.30 Pacific Standard Time. And God put me on to listen to visions, which I've been doing often. Um, When I came... Before I came into OA, I thought, well, if I don't eat this, maybe I'll lose two pounds. If I don't eat that, maybe I'll be okay. Mine was always bargaining with God. If you let me go through this, I'll do this for you. I mean, what power have I got to to tell God how to take care of me? I had no idea of this conception at all, concept at all, and coming through the visions OA has just helped me so much and uh, I have a lack of power that's it I have a lack of power that's my dilemma and I found a power to help me and it's through OA visions program and uh, I, I, I came into OA 1977 when I was 40 and now I'm 85 and I'm still here and I don't do anything perfectly that's just the way I am but I trust my higher powers taking care of me and my husband Samuel today and thank you Greg for this meeting bye 
Okay, thanks, Miriam, and we'll uh, keep Samuel, uh, I'm sure a lot of us will keep Samuel in our prayers today. I hope everything goes well. Next up, we have Callie C., followed by Debbie V., and then we have time for Lynn R.H. Callie? Hi there. Good morning. This is Callie C. Thank you for letting me share. I uh, my my share is just really short. Someone earlier said that uh, that he can't believe how people haven't just jumped on this meeting because this is the the thesis statement of the book. And I am so I'm so with him. Thank you so much. It's like the the power of some of our shares is just so it's so contagious. <laughs> the power that some of us share with us and 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 the share of course itself anyway i just i'm so grateful i am so grateful for for my higher power the power that i call god i'm so glory be to god there's no way that i that when i compare the before and after the before me unable to to do you know to keep any promise that I made myself for even for any length of time at all sometimes turn around the next minute to to break the promise I just had so little faith in myself I had lost faith in myself and the only way that I was able to do it is thank God himself that I remember to him and that um that I remember that that's how that's the only way that I had ever been successful before and then I found OA I'm, I'm so grateful to be here. Anyway, I thank you all, and thank you, God, and I pass. Thanks, Callie. Uh, next up, we have Debbie V, and if we have time, Lynn R.H. Uh, Debbie? Hello, Craig. Can you hear me, please? Yes, I can. Oh, thank you so much, and thank you for hearing me. Thank you, everyone, for your service. I'm gratefully recovering in Virginia from compulsive eating and and the obsession. I wanted to say thank you to my sponsor. My sponsor said to me, I am the bridge to something greater than food. Kept it real simple because I thought it was about willpower. That's what was modeled for me, and I thought it was just a matter of putting the fork and the spoon down and pushing away from the table. And instead, she said, there is a power greater than you. Are you willing to admit defeat? Are you willing to admit that you can't do it? You tried everything. Go out and try it all and then come back. And I did go back and I tried everything, the bypass surgery, and I was convinced. And then I was out of thought, I remember. I was just following her good orderly direction she lent me her higher power. It was just the power greater than food. And then it was her higher power. Then it was the fellowship. And then little by slowly, I was bridged with her help. And may I do the same for others to a power greater than self. And I just want to say it's beyond my wildest dreams. And I'm so grateful and humbled. Thank you for listening. So it was talking away. Thank you very much, Debbie. Uh, I, we're not going to have time to have Lynn. Lynn, if you could stay for the second hour, I'm sure that you can share there. Appreciate everybody uh, stepping up today and had a wonderful uh, set of shares. So we'll now close with a reading from the big book. Oh, uh, first of all, 
the, to, the share ID for today uh, is 19,682. And that's for November 28th, Monday morning, 7 a.m. meeting. Um, we're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will uh, Nancy R., uh, please uh, read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, it's Nancy R. Recovered in Illinois. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.